Welcome back to the Movies Underground. This week we're talking about Encanto on Disney+. Plus. We're going to try our best not to talk about Bruno. Nope, stop, stop. I can't do this. That joke's been done a million times. Come on, we're better than this. Come on, Kevin. Stupid, stupid. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Stick around to the end and we'll announce what movie we're watching next week. I'm Kevin. Let's go join Lori in the studio. Full spoilers ahead. This is our first Disney Plus movie. It is. That's right. Disney Plus. Our first kids movie, actually. It is. And our last musical. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You don't know how many times I was like, like I told you, how is, how is he sitting through this? But then I remember, three-year-old daughter. That's I have how. a three-year-old daughter. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all <right>. you need. <laughs> See, like, I, I go back oh. and forth with the musicals. Like, this, I understand as a musical for kids. I got it. it. You know, it goes with the whole genre. So I accept it. But then watching like movies for like adults and then you stop in the middle of that and start to sing about a kiss for five minutes. And I'm like, all right, you're just you're holding up the plot. Come on. So it's hard yes. for me. on like things like Grease, I can't do Grease. I can't do like La La Land. And I know I'm going to get a lot of a lot of hate for that. But that's just that's just how I feel about musicals. Do, do you watch a lot of them? I don't watch a lot of them. I have, of course, no grease inside and out. Um, I meant to watch La La Land, never got around to it. Um, and then again, you know, I said I said you should try watching the Pitch Perfect movies because they're freaking hilarious. And they, to me, are not musicals because the only music is, with the exception of this one character who it's like almost parody-ish. Mm-hmm. If that's even a word. <laughs> it um, is now. It is now. Um, the only singing is for the singing competition. They're not singing about life. They're singing because they're in a singing competition. Right. I could almost give that more of a pass because mm-hmm. the song is like a song you'd hear on the radio. It's not necessarily yes. them singing about whatever just happened in their life for five minutes. The, the whole Correct. purpose of the song is to actually hear a song that you're familiar with. I I suppose, not one that yes. they created or something. That's exactly it. So I'd be more okay with that. And I'm sure that we will end up doing more musicals in the future. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean, plus it's got your girl oh, in all three of them. W- which ones? Wait, oh. the one make that one, <laughs> the one that makes you go. Mm. Oh, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> that mm, one. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, I'll watch it. All right. <laughs> oh, that you might Banks. give yes. <laughs> you might give mm. a music. You might give those movies a shot. Mm. That's yes. But you know, like I feel like the whole purpose of this is to not just watch movies that I love or you know, like that I want to watch. Like it's to get outside of my comfort zone, our comfort zone, yeah, and to watch things that I might not normally watch, and some of the things I may like and not. I would give Pitch Perfect more of a chance because of that. Um, yeah, more so maybe than La La Land. But if if you know there's enough, if there's enough push, I will watch La La Land. Yeah, and you'll get my honest opinion on La La Land. Exactly. But this week we watched Encanto. 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 
Encanto. Encanto. Encanto. Do you know what that means? I don't. I was horrible with foreign languages. Enchanted. Well, Hmm. I'm also horrible with foreign languages, but I'm not horrible with Google. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty damn good at it, if I say so myself. Good call. I probably could have guessed that it was Enchanted. I think they say it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They give a couple of different words, like charm or enchanted or something like that. Yeah. Um, So... What did you think going into this? Have First of all, let's just tell everyone, like, you don't have kids. So you don't have I kids do at not. home to force you to watch these things already. I do, right? <laughs> so would you have watched this on your own? I would not have watched this on my own own. However, a week prior, my little niece was... Uh, here on a sleepover and she requested it so i had actually ah. watched it then as well so i've so, seen this twice already so you do get pulled into it a little I bit i do get pulled into it yes not to flex on you but <laughs> i think i watched it twice just this weekend i'm probably up you. to my 15th watching <laughs> yep yeah. listen listen i've i've ha- i have like 11 or 12 or so nieces and nephews there are a few movies, like the B movie, mm-hmm. that I will never watch again. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will if I see it. I'm going to snap the DVD in half because I've wow. seen it so many times. That's yeah. aggressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Black and so- yellow, black and yellow, black and <gasps> yellow and black. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm starting to feel this way a little bit about Encanto. Mm-hmm. But the songs hold it up for me. Like, you know, I actually have a problem with the plot that we'll get into later on, right? Okay. I think it kind of falls a little flat at the end of this movie. What carries this through that allows me to watch the whole thing without being totally frustrated (laughs) are the songs. They are very... Yeah. Go ahead. Some of the songs. Yeah. Well, they're very... um empowering and emotional and yeah yeah and i i guess you know uh lynn manuel miranda is famously known for his yep. musicals again <laughs> he sure take is word for it. It, you know what it is i as soon as i saw that name at the end i'm like oh yeah i know this guy this guy's done a million things yeah yeah some of the songs i really liked and like even during teeth brushing time um at my house with my daughter we will listen to these songs, you know, for that two minutes of teeth brushing. You know, yeah. like we put on a song and that's how long we brush our teeth for. Mm-hmm. Some of these songs, like I can barely get through watching the movie. I just I don't, know. I don't get them. And some of them yeah. are super catchy. So he's got like both ends of the spectrum on here for me. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like some of it was just, there was so much singing. Like copious amounts of singing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, you're you're coming over to my side now about the musicals. <laughs> like I I could have done with a couple less songs. Yeah. But I guess they were I guess they were you know, they were all integral. They were each each of them had their song, which was their saga. Right. They had yeah. and they were even long songs. Like the they first were. song they start right off with is just introducing you to all the members of the family magical. Yes. 
Yes. And you get through them all, and then she's like, okay, grandkid, round up, and then they start going through them again. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought this song was over. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that is a fantastic part of the song, you know, when she breaks it down a little bit there. Yeah. But I was like, okay, yeah, I got it. Got it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I guess for kids, you know, like you need a little bit more explanation. So yes. they're they're on the story. And you uh, know what I was thinking also is there's such a wide range of um, age group for kids. Like, you know, you're going to have your two and three year olds where they don't really get the plot, but the, the songs are what keeps their attention and the mm-hmm. colors and the, you know, the, <laughs> the activity. I mean, yeah. how, how does Mila react? Like, does she understand what's going on? She she has been asking more questions about it, like, you know, like, yeah. why is she sad there? And we have to try yeah. and explain to her, like, okay, this is, you know, part of the plot that they got really upset and emotional about, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then we had to explain why the, the, the strong sister, why she, even though she was seemingly strong, why she was crying or she wanted to cry and stuff. So, yeah, she's been getting into the plot side a little bit more. Good. Yeah. And- my niece that I watched it with, she's about to be 10. And she's, you know, she's all thinking she's telling me what's going on. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, kid, you know, I'm going to give you a good piece of advice here. Don't talk through the movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell everybody what it's about because you've already seen it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have even seen, my wife has pointed out to me, I'm not a big uh, social media guy. Yeah. But she has shown me some TikTok clips oh, of geez. grown adults, and there it shows them first time they watch Encanto. He's sitting under on the couch under a blanket. You know, he's just kind of like grooving oh, no. to the, the tunes. And then he's like, and the second time you watch Encanto, and he's like fully sitting up and he's singing along <laughs> with the songs. And then it goes third time you watch Encanto, and he's up in the middle of the living room doing yep. the exact moves to the song, uh, you know, Surface Pressure. Like, he memorized the exact moves that she That's did. That's amazing. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny. <laughs> so, I guess all ages do kind of love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I was uh, I was kind of surprised. I was a little bit impressed that this is the first Disney movie that started out really cheerful. Usually these Disney movies, the first 10 minutes, you got to like skip forward and uh, jump over that part because it's like the sad parts where the, you know, the wife and up dies, you know, like all those things happen. Yeah. You know what I all, yeah. I, you know, I also noticed about this now that you mentioned that is that there was no like villain person, like, you know, it wasn't really. Was there though? Other than, other than the. (laughs) The people, the original people who like ran them out of town, like the four shadows on the horses, there was no real villain. Well, if you listen to the internet, Abuela was the villain. Technically, yes. Well, and and to her at the end, but not like she she wasn't trying to be to maliciously hurt anybody. Right. You know, I do think Disney was trying to go that route and saying like, this is a villain free, you know, like. It's about internal oh, yeah? struggles as mm-hmm. opposed to external struggles. And I think they really did do that. But I think they also vilified Abuela in, in that process. Yes. But I do think there there was one sad moment. You know, like nobody, you know, like got hurt right off the bat. You know, typical Disney. But the very moment in the very beginning 
when our main character, Mirabelle, um, doesn't get her door. Like, as a father, seeing that little girl turn around from the wall and look up, not understanding, like, you know, what just happened. Like, yes. Yeah, my eyes started to swell. And I'm like, oh, man, if that was my my little girl, you're like, yeah. Oh, oh. All like, the feelings. What are you doing here? Give that kid her door. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Somebody make her door, please. Mm -hmm. But all in all, she turns out pretty well for not having a door. She is extremely well-rounded uh, girl, individual. I agree. I really do. I feel like she she handled it well. I mean, even obviously she's a, she's a human being. I'm air quoting here. Um <laughs> And, but, and, you know, she comes to terms with it and, and, but you also see that side of her at the end where, you know, she's not going crazy, but she's like, Hey, you know, I, I'm tired of this. Yes. I do feel this way. Um, yeah. but I feel like it never comes full circle. I feel like I never got an answer. Right. Yeah. We'll get to that too, because that's part of the main thing that bothered me, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but she doesn't get her door. Nope. But she lives her life extremely happy and extremely fulfilled, at least on the surface. She finds her way. That's right. To contribute and and be part of the family. Yeah. Did you know, a little side note there, that um, any fans of Brooklyn Nine Nine, she is the the main character Mirabelle is actually from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I I did not know that. Yeah, that's... I've never seen that. Stephanie Beatriz, to. yeah, yeah, yep. And there's a that few other, name, yeah. few other main characters that are uh, big names too, like John Leguizamo. <laughs> Everybody knows John Leguizamo. Everybody, yep. He, and he's, he's obviously my, Bruno. He's obviously Bruno, and he's classic John Leguizamo. Yes, yeah, he does a good job in this too. He sure does. Um, Diana Guerrero, she's Isabella. Yeah, uh, Camillo, and then. Uh, Wilder Valderrama from that yes. 70s show. Yes. And it, I never would have guessed that. I The only one I would have guessed was John Leguizamo. As soon as I mm -hmm. heard him, I knew it was John Leguizamo. Yep. The other one, they all took me by surprise. I did not recognize any of their voice. Although Stephanie Beatrice in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she is very gruff, like low tone. Like, oh. Yeah. So like I, she was I'm well disguised. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I never would have caught that because I'm just so used to hearing her like mumble, you know, yes. <laughs> curse under her breath kind of thing. <laughs> so this is a big out for her, you know. Yes, that's funny. Yeah, but did love the cast. Yeah, I think everybody did a great job. I mean, even if even if it's the first time I was seeing or hearing them, really. So this family all has magical gifts given magical. to them by the house, Casita. Casita. Or the candle. I don't, you know, it's not very clear. They don't, they don't really tell you where these gifts came from other than the candle, but who made the candle a gift, right? Or did I miss something? I feel like it was Abuela's grief and anguish did you hear that wail she let out yes and she pounded the ground and that's when it happened that was the universe this was her saying you know right. her 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 doing i think she powered that candle with that love but who heard that grief and and like 
gifted the them this candle. The universe. Okay. The universe. All right. I will take that as an answer. The universe okay. heard them and gave mm-hmm. them all these gifts. Yes. So out of all the gifts, which one would you choose? I <laughs> put you on the spot. I feel like, and I don't know that they ever actually explained, and if they did, I don't remember, but I feel like the, I feel like Abuela Mm -hmm. had the most versatile, like she could do pretty much whatever she wanted. I actually, uh, I, I don't think she had any gift. But she like would make the chairs move. Remember when she moved Mirabelle from her whole chair to the head of the table next to her? That oh, was no, all she Casita. told the house to do that. that. Yeah, she said Casita to move yeah. her. So she Maybe didn't, she doesn't have a gift. She doesn't. So anyone that was born without the gift will never have one. So she was too old when the miracle started. She never got one to begin with, and she'll never have one. But her kids were already born, too. But they weren't of age yet. Oh, yeah. It's a come of a coming but of I, age thing to get a yeah. door and get your gift at a certain point. So they were all but born I, before that. I feel like the gift comes from her. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this all came from her. So maybe that was her gift, that she bestowed these gifts. Yes. And I think that is an important thing for later, too. Oh, that point. Right. That specific point. Okay. So everyone that came of age got a gift except for Mirabelle. But other kids got super hearing. Super strength, um, shape shifting. They could shape shifting. Yeah, yep. they could look like other people. Um, you could heal the somebody. Control the weather. Yep. yep. You control the weather. You could heal somebody with feeding them anything that you hand them. Yep. Um, so out of all of those, and seeing the future. Oh yeah, how could you forget that one? Can't forget that one. <laughs> but we don't talk about it. But we don't talk about Bruno <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. So you can't you can't say which one that you would easily pick if you were given the choice and talking. To I think animals. I would. I think I out of those I would choose healing somebody with food that I make. Really? Because that actually resonates with me. That's a a very noble answer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I already try to do that. And you know what actually turned me on to that. There was a book that I read eons ago, and it has been turned into a movie that we should actually watch one day now that I'm saying this out loud. I've seen it already, but it's called Like Water for Chocolate. I have not heard this one. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yep. We'll have to put it on the list. We should. So. So you would heal people with the power of feeding them food. I would. What would you choose? I immediately gravitated towards gravitated towards the strength. Mm-hmm. So I mean that was the obvious one. I think like every guy probably would have immediately said, "Yeah, I'd, I'd pick the strength." But like thinking about it for like a hot minute, I kind of would choose talking to animals. Oh, I forgot about that one, Antonio. Yeah. Antonio's gift. Yes, I think talking Ooh. to animals. I mean. Like, yeah, they're I think all that useful. would be my second choice. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all, all what? They're all useful gifts. Oh, yeah. But yeah. except for, I don't maybe the super hearing one is kind of like the least, uh, the least impressive one or the one I'd be like most bummed about getting. Or 
I disagree. <laughs> I think the least impressive one was the throwing of the flowers. The flowers, <laughs> yes. Well, I guess it, <laughs> it depends on what you want to do in life. Yes. If you're a horticulturist, that's like the gift to have. This but is yes. true. Yes. <laughs> but if you're a woodworker and you're, you know, anything else, that one, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. That probably is the, I don't want to call it the lamest because people are going to get so mad if I say that. Right. That one's it's the not lamest. lame. It's the least useful. For me. Mm. Good. Yes. It's not, it's not part of my <laughs> yes. journey. In my opinion, that would be <laughs> the, the the bottom of the list. Yes. Yeah. But I think the talking to animals one, that would be the most interesting one. Yeah. Because that's a, one of the few that, like, you can never do in normal life. Like, you could right. help heal people. You could, you know, become pretty strong, not as strong mm -hmm. as Louisa is. But no matter how hard you try, you can never talk to the animals. Well, you can interpret, but you can't, like directly talk to them not spoken right well you can well they right. can understand you <laughs> even if they can't speak english back to you they yes. can understand your words so let's say you can't Some. have any complex conversations agree yeah and so that's the one thing out of all that those that list um that you can't do in a normal life that's the yep. one i think would i would choose nice yeah but that's where we, we pick up with Abuela is so worried about there not being a gift ceremony because the last time they had one was Mirabelle's and she didn't get a door. She and everyone's everyone's gift is hidden behind a door. You get a door to this magical house and that's how you get your gift. So when Mirabelle, our main character, she came of age, the door disappeared in front of her and now she's relinquished to having to spend the rest of her life in the nursery yes, with the rest of the kids. Yes. Which is horrible for her. That is. Yeah. I was thinking that, like, just because you didn't get a door, you have to sleep in a baby room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the part that I, I, I start to not understand is what's going on with the gift. So it's, it's fading somehow or it's in danger somehow, but they never clearly tell you what the problem is and i know it's, right. it's partly a mystery but also you don't know if this gift is being taken away or if it's running out or if it's in danger in some fashion they never describe that to you right like what was the reason this little kid didn't get a gift exactly and then in the end they also don't tell you like why it came back or what you know what happened to it so it's it's <sighs> It leaves something to the imagination, but it also left me a little, you know, with a bad taste in my mouth. Well, I'll also say they never really made it clear, even when she did get her door or her entire house, they never really made it clear what her gift was. So I'm, I'm <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like I'm left saying, well, maybe her gift is just making people realize, you know, they're authentic selves or you know their emotions or bringing people together or whatever I, I don't really know what her gift is whose gift mirabelle she, she well remember at the end like the whole house lit up when she turned the knob yes like something happened 
So that's the that's part of the fan theory that I think makes a lot of sense. But I wish that Disney would come, especially for a kids movie. I think they should be more, you know, explicit about what the plot is and what mm-hmm. happens. You know, as adults, for us to kind of like speculate, you know, that's fun and that you know that's all good and and well. But for a kids movie, like I think the kids want to know the answer, and then the adults are sitting there like trying to interpret and guess and. Yeah, so I think they should have been a little bit more explicit about this stuff. You know, you make a good point. Like, maybe they don't realize how how much a kid might want to put that together. Like, maybe they have the mindset that it really doesn't matter if we connect these dots because these are kids. Right. And you're it's such a wide age group, like we were talking about, that you have to kind of, yeah. like, you have to play to all of the ages, not yes. just the adults in the room. And then you leave it for the adults that don't understand what's going on to have to tell the kids what they think, and then they get right. it completely wrong. And you know that most of these kids are going to have adults watching with them, so why wouldn't you appeal to the adult mind, too? <laughs> so why was everyone's favorite song in this movie, We Don't Talk About Bruno? I don't know, but it's catchy. <laughs> it's catchy, but Surface Pressure was a way better song. That was Louisa's, right? That was the strong, yeah, the yeah. strong woman, Louisa's yeah. song. And like, after giving it like two listens to Louisa's song, like it totally just burrows into your cerebellum. Yeah. <laughs> like, You Don't Talk About Bruno was catchy from the get-go, right? But I yes. think that the other one is so much better more well written it's more gooder is it's what it more is gooder. You it's know just what's... much more gooder <laughs> you know what is so funny right now is i'm going i just said yeah but i disagree i'm like <laughs> i don't remember Luisa's song at all but i could i could jam to bruno right now right well yeah after a couple watchings <laughs> you get to <laughs> you get yeah, to know. i'm like wait a minute no i don't remember i like i can whole picture the whole scene Yep. But the the music, I'm not it's not in my mind. Pressure like I know she sung trip, about till you never Oh stop. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Whoa. Yep. Yes. Pressure that'll tip 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 till you just go pop. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Yep. Now I remember. Give it to your sister, your sister's stronger. See if she can hang on a little longer. Yep, that's it. That's as much of public singing as I will ever do in my life. <laughs> 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 I and I'm promise. like, now it comes back. I promise I'll never do that again. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> so I think sorry. you really, really like that song. I have listened to so I, if I've watched this movie 15 times, I've probably listened to that song like 50 times. Really? We will play it at the dinner table. We'll put on music sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's a, a frequent request. Like I said, mm-hmm. when we're brushing our teeth, we'll play that song by yes. request. So, yes, I have heard that song so many times, but I still get the words wrong every time. (laughs) It drives my wife nuts. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, let me ask you this, and you're probably going to have to edit this out. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Did it creep you out at all to see the cartoon strong woman dancing? Louisa? Yeah, like um, like some of the, I don't know, just some of the moves she was doing, it was just, not creep me out, but it was like, 
I don't know. I just don't picture her doing that. Well, no, it didn't creep me out, but I do remember thinking like, wow, they really animated some like pop and lock moves there. Yeah. And and I do remember having the thought like, are those moves so animated that like a person couldn't do them? Because it was, Mm. you know, like it looked very difficult and I'm not a dancer. But oh, me neither. By watching them, I was like, "Is this like superhuman dancing, or can somebody maybe replicate it?" Maybe that's what it? it is. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Like, it just didn't look natural to me. Yeah, I I thought it was great, and they did a really good job, like expressing it. Um, you know, like stylizing yes. it. Yeah, but you're right. It Agree. did. It did seem a little unnatural to me, but not in a bad way. Just in like a cartoony. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, maybe creep me out was not the the <laughs> best choice of words, but it's like. It was just weird. Well, go on TikTok and watch some grown adults try and learn those moves and replicate it. <laughs> I've seen a couple of those and that you just can't unsee them. No. Nope. And I won't even give it a try. Like, mm-hmm. that looks way too advanced for my skill set. Right? Yeah. I'm just waiting for this this whole album to come out on Just Dance for, you know, the Nintendo Oh, yeah. And then I'll probably have to end up learning the moves with my family. Yep. (laughs) I can't wait. And then you'll be on TikTok. Oh, God. Only if they secretly record me. You know they will. I will not let that happen. (laughs) Um, You know what I loved about her song, though? The the strong song? Yeah. What? The, um... Her riding the unicorn donkeys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we came up with a name for them, or like my daughter did. Oh, no. The Unidonks. The Unidonks. Yes. <laughs> they are the Unidonks. And yes, we love yes, them immediately. Because <laughs> everyone thinks about putting a horn on a, like, a beautiful white horse and, you know, like llamas. Yep. Nobody ever thought to put a horn on a unicorn or a donkey. Uh, on a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz that donkey right up. Poor unidonks. <laughs> unidonks. <laughs> we still crack up about that one here, too. So, Louisa finally squeals and mm. reveals that there is something to investigate. And then the search is on for Bruno. Yeah. To Who knows find, vision to find out like w- why there is a crack in the magic, but yes. we don't know what what began the crack in the magic, right? And then you get the the famous song that everybody nobody talks about. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> but here we are. We're we're gonna talk about. We're Bruno. talking about him. We're gonna talk about John Leguizamo <laughs> <laughs> and his song. And his song. Yeah. Wait. 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 <laughs> Knock, 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 knock on wood. Yes. <laughs> I do love that they made him not not just the, you know, the force here, but super superstitious. Yes. <laughs> super superstitious. And where has he been all these years? Behind the kitchen. <laughs> Living in the walls with a whole bunch of rats. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> When she tells him, you got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks over and one rat is brushing the other rat's foot and then with his toothbrush and then goes to lick it. And he's all. <laughs> <laughs> Caught red handed. I died. 
Oh, that was great. Like, He's like, eh, yeah, I guess I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he put the little TV uh, frames over top of the rat's head. <laughs> what do you want? Telenovela. <laughs> Telenovela. <laughs> Game, Game shows. Show. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh. Everyone's favorite character. Yes. But I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. I mean, like, he, his energy just came through in Bruno. You know what else I noticed hmm. um, with him and with, uh, with all of them, really? <clears throat> the animation, not, not that they, obviously, a lot of their features were exaggerated, but the animation is, it, does this count as animation? I don't I really do. know. Yeah, right? I, yeah, it was absolutely. so well done. Like, their hair yeah. was amazing. <laughs> their hair was magnificent. I was jealous of it. <laughs> right. Well, you know, when you're animated, you can have the best hair day every day. You sure can. And it was so detailed. Like, you could see every, like, strand. It was It was weird. I remember way back when Disney Pixar was first getting started, you know, the whole digital animation thing you know toy story mm -hmm. monsters inc and one of them um stated that the hardest thing to do with cgi animation is hair oh because there's just millions of individual you know Strands. hair follicles that you yeah. have to animate and so they usually did like the thing where you just clump and make this clump all kind of move together but that's not natural that's not so hair was the hardest thing for them to get realistic natural and they've come a long way since then because now i don't even yeah. notice it but before you watch monsters inc and like he scratches his chin with all the hair and you can kind of see where they had to animate each hair wow. a little bit yeah but that's interesting that's progress for you they've yeah <laughs> that sure is progress well it's interesting that you noticed how well they did it and now i don't notice it anymore that is <laughs> yes well, I mean, a lot of the characters in this one, at least, had like buns. You know, their hair was up yeah. in a bun, so it was kind of easy for a lot of them. But, but a lot of them did have some pretty bouncy curls. So they sure did. Yeah. And I don't even think we've mentioned Isabella at this Isabella, point. Isabella, no, the the seemingly perfect sister. Yeah. So this is where the plot kind of takes a turn for me. Because Mirabelle and Isabella have to hug it out in order to somehow save the miracle. That's at least what Bruno told you, right? Yes. Okay. So help me out here because I don't really understand the end of this movie at all. They actually, when they hug it out, end up breaking the miracle. Kind of like as predicted a little bit, but it was supposed to be saving the miracle in the long run. So how did hugging it out actually break it further? And I know that they try and repair it later, but this just doesn't jive to me. So the way I remember it, and with my two cents about what you said, <laughs> I don't think that they really explained what the rift was between these two sisters mm -hmm. to begin with. Right. And for what you're asking, the way I remember it is when they hugged, the candle came to life and everything was great. 
And then everything started cracking and breaking down again once Abuela started yelling at them and blaming Mirabel for ruining everything. Because remember, mm-hmm. while they were singing, Isabella was planting all these crazy colored things. Mm-hmm. And right. then all of a sudden, the grandmother looks around at all this, and she's like, what the heck? Not, not in these words, obviously, but, you know, right. and blames Mirabelle. And now all the cracks come back and things break again. Because she's saying, no, it's because of you. That's a great point, because actually, it, back earlier in the movie, you start to see these cracks in the house form. And she is trying to alert everybody that the miracle is breaking, that the house is cracking. Mm-hmm. And she brings everyone from the party to see these cracks and they're gone. Yep. And so if she's not dreaming them and she shows you because she cuts her hand on one of the broken tiles. Right. That it wasn't in her head. That actually happened. So where did the cracks go? And, you know, like the cracks can heal themselves. And they do say that Bruno was behind the walls patching the cracks. But he's obviously not patching the cracks in the floor or, you know, nope. like the, the ceiling or like yep. all these other places. And he obviously couldn't do it in the two minutes that she ran to the party to bring everyone back. Right. That's not believable. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a little bit where the plot started to break down to me. But that mm-hmm. makes sense what you're saying. It, it's not the hug that actually broke the miracle. It was the, the rift in the family from yelling. Yes. Um, that broke the miracle. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I was thinking. And blaming. And bl- all the blaming. Um, and this was a fan theory that somebody sa- um, put online that Abuela was the reason that Mirabelle didn't get a door or a miracle because she started to second guess the miracle and she had Bruno look in the vision before the door ceremony for Mirabelle. Oh, okay, yeah. So the universe then took it personal and said, well, if you're really worried about it, we're not going to give you one. And they took the door away from Abuela, not Mirabelle. Hmm. Because she was so obsessed with her family each getting their own door that the universe said, we need to take you down a peg and not every member of your family is going to get a door. And it just ended up being Mirabelle that had to suffer those consequences of Abuela's actions. I see where they're coming. Yep. I see it a little bit differently. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it was taken from Mirabelle or not given to her to begin with because Abuela was only seeing them as their gifts. Like, they, they were not much more than what they could do. Yes. And I think that was a big part of the end where she was even saying she was vocalizing, you're not just your gift, you're perfect the way you are, no matter what, you know, gift or not. This is, I love you for who you are. And that's what healed everything. Exactly. I think you're spot on for that, where how they got the gift back. Because then the universe was like, okay, you get the point. I'm giving you this. Learned. I'm giving you this grand thing, but you have to realize you're still people. Like, you know, you have special talents, but they could be taken away at any moment and you'd just be a normal person. Yep. So I I do think that's how they get the gift back. But again, they never tell you, like, who's pulling the strings behind the scenes and, Mm -hmm. you know, how that all comes about and why they They follow a butterfly to some random place. What I know it's not random. I know that's where the the horrific, you know. That's where Pedro died. Pedro. And and they got the miracle there. Yeah. But why they had to go to that place for the all to come come around full circle i don't know 
But I'm 100% with you that that's how they got it back. But then is Mirabelle's gift really to take Abuela's place in the long run? Maybe. Maybe that's why she didn't get a gift, because if Abuela doesn't have one, she's the one who is the caretaker of the miracle that bestows the gifts. Yes. And they do kind of play. Yes, she fixed the miracle. (laughs) Yes. Yep. And she's the one you see yeah. having the the strongest connection to Casita, the house as well. Yes. So. Yep. I didn't make. I didn't put that together, but I think you are exactly right about that. I can't take full credit for that connection. My wife kind of led me there. Mm-hmm. And, I'm not surprised. <laughs> are you saying that she's smarter than I am? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you could be right on that one. You said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, this is just going out in a very public place, so I want to make sure that it's recorded. This is true, yeah. <laughs> it's out yes. there. Yes, she is smarter than I am. <laughs> yes, she is. The answer is yes. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was um, kind of a good roundabout for her arc that, no, she didn't get a door when she was a kid, but in the end, they gave her the door to the entire house. Right. And she is prominently displayed right in the middle of the door, and the doorknob that they present to her is the M for Mirabelle, which everyone else had their own initial on there. Yes. So for her to take over Abuela's place when Abuela goes away, maybe on vacation what, yeah. or whatever else. When life takes its course. Yeah. Um, she ends up being the patri- the matriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, she ends up becoming the head of the household right. and the gift. Yep. So that was like, okay, that made me feel a little bit better about the plot. But like, I feel like they could have led you to that a little bit more. Definitely, because look at how long it took to discuss that and get to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I didn't even I wouldn't have even thought of that unless until you said that. Yeah, and if you're only giving this a single watch, you're going to miss a lot of it and a lot of those yes. finer points about like being okay with who you are, you know. Yes. You don't have to live up to everybody else's standards. Yes. Yeah, and you'd easily Be miss them. Be who you are. Hmm. Yeah. You can easily miss them. Yeah, it's okay to be sad once in a while even if you're a really strong person. Yeah. There was I feel like one for almost every character. They had a, a theme or arc for them, but yeah. If you just blow through listening to the music, then you don't really <laughs> understand the lessons that Disney's trying to teach you here. <laughs> don't marry somebody just because your grandmother tells you to. Yes. Yeah, see, there's another good theme mm-hmm. that got picked up on. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a while to come around to it. I like it now. I didn't like this movie when I first saw it. Oh. I, in- I initially wanted to go right back to watching Moana, which I love Moana, you know watching that with my daughter. Mm-hmm. But the more I watch it, I'm glad that she kept wanting to watch it because we did pull some of those things out, you know, mm-hmm. and it became more interesting in it. Um, this this aged more like, you know, a wine. <laughs> <laughs> Got better with a little age. Got better with a little age and a few watchings, so. But you know what, too? I think that, uh, I think there was a good amount of for me, anyway, there was a good amount of comedy. Like, yes, when when Mirabelle finally does, you know, decide, oh, I gotta go find Bruno. <laughs> um, 
and she's climbing the stairs. Yes. <laughs> and she gets, she gets, this is my favorite. She's like, Bruno, your room is the worst. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She starts out all da 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 going up the stairs. Singing the and family then she's magical. All, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to do? Do you want to do a rating on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a good kids movie and and for the kid and all of us movie. Yeah. Even if you ha- even if you're only watching, you know, watching it on your own or because a kid wants to, I think you're going to enjoy it. But if you had to give it one to five candles, magical okay. miracle candles, mm-hmm. how many would you give it? I would give it three candles because, again, I I think the just the the texture of the movie, if you will, like the animation itself mm-hmm. was so impressive. The colors, the the songs were great. You know, again, it was it was it was. Good entertainment, I, but I can't give it a full five because of those plot holes. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's like yeah. three and a half candles mm-hmm. because of the plot holes. Even though they're very interesting, once you talk about them, you miss a lot the first couple couple watchings. Yeah. Um, the music, I think, carries it too much. Like I would have liked to seen more plot-focused, you know, character-focused yes. than just to say... Great songs, which yeah. I think is ev- what everyone's walking away with. Yeah. I even want to know, like, I'm even walking away going, who were the people on the horses who originally drove them out of <laughs> yeah. there? Like, let's go back to that. You left the hole with the first opening scene. Well, there's that's going to be your sequel right there. Oh, geez. Maybe they'll do a prequel to it. Maybe. How the Miracle Or a sequel about. that where Mirabelle is now the matriarch. You know, and I wouldn't mind seeing that. I, no, I, I wish they. I watch that. I wish they had given Mirabelle more of you know. Uh, how do I say this? Yes, I wish they yeah. had done right by Mirabelle towards the end, giving her something to you know feel more a part of the family, more than yeah. the doorknob. Did they give her her own room, or is she still sleeping in the nursery in this new house? True, you know? that's a good question. I would yeah. have liked to seen them wrap it up a little bit better with her. And say that Mirabella is going to be okay in the future. And that's where I think a sequel to this movie with Mirabelle as the, you know, the holder of the candle, mm-hmm. I think would be interesting. I'd be okay yep. with that. Otherwise, I don't Me know too. how much uh, sequel power there is for this, but it's Disney. Yeah. Make, they made Lion King one and a half. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make an Encanto too. It might just yes. take them seven, ten years. And Kanto and three quarters. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, this was an interesting one. Our first kids movie. This was an interesting one. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Encanto. You can reach out to us on Instagram at Movies Underground or on Twitter at Movies Under G. Stick around because next week we're going to be watching The Batman with our pats or Robert Pattinson. Or should I call them our bats? Anyway, my name's Kevin. On behalf of Lori and myself, thanks for listening.
Diddly-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee